the place here is in a great spot and it's one of the old apartments of my parents of my grandparents even so i'm in a great position love it absolutely if i were to rent this out for the same money i would get a shithole in milan and even if i were there five days a week i would still want to spend the weekends in rome so in rome uh i see i see the best they say the best thing in milan out of all the things you can see, the attractions and all that, is the train to get back to Rome. So. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts a little bit. <laughs> Most of Milan people, they're all people from the south or yeah, from anywhere around Italy, and they just make it to Milan because it's the one business hub we have in the country. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. They're a little pricky over there. I understand. It's like Tirana for Albania, am I right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You can go anywhere else in Albania or Skopje in Macedonia. I know. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I recall that because that's where our glory as a Roman club uh, became. Yeah, you have a soft spot for Tirana. Oh, of course. That's right. That's why I invited you on. Which leads me on. No. Welcome, you back. Welcome back, guys. It's another episode of the Midfield Battle. I'm here. With my dear friend, my Albanian brother, uh, the second favorite Albanian brother of the two, uh-huh. uh, Ibo. How's it going, man? It's going phenomenal. How you doing, Roberto? Good. And Ibo was really eager to hop on this thing because last time we had, or two episodes ago, we had the Buka on and they go hand in hand, but not in this case. So he, uh, once Ibo found out that Ibuka was on without him, he definitely had to get his own episode. And of course, <laughs> waited for Madrid to not only finally start Arda Guler, for Madrid to win in fashion the Super Cup and in even better fashion how they won against Almeria this past weekend. So that's why he was waiting. We're, we're cheating death. We're cheating death for this. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's all you got to say. I was expecting a bit more. I was trying to see if you wanted to defend that. Uh-huh. Well, I, I don't need to defend it. We're going to win regardless. One loss doesn't do anything. One loss has nothing to do. Forget about Atletico. Atletico can go win a chump trophy if they want to. They already know they're going to lose to Girona in the final, if they even make it to the final. Because mm-hmm. we all know Barca's not making it to the final. They'll lose against Athletic Club tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm not I'm not too mad about it, you know. A little I told I told Ibuka we were we were in Colorado this weekend, and uh, uh, we were up snowboarding in uh, in Steamboat in the beautiful views. And I go on my phone really quick just to just to look at the scores because uh, Real Madrid were playing, and it's two zero in the first thirty minutes of the yeah. game. And I, I said Ibuka, I said I said first game of the season we let El Maria, we let our own youth player score on us 1-0 and we came back and we won 3-1. I'm telling you right now just give it another 40 minutes and you're going to see you're going to see what champions are made out of. And you know, it happens every time whether it's Bellingham or Vinny or Carvajal who's having such a great season this this year. It it, it just keeps on coming. So uh, you know. I can agree with you on all of that. They're even more resourceful this year for sure. I didn't expect you guys to pull out the referee card though to win that game. That's <laughs> tell me what was what was wrong? What referee calls were wrong in that game? You tell me. Was it the was it the slap on the face? Was it the handball? Will you tell me which one? 
Which one was wrong? Oh, oh, they're all individually. That's slap in the face. Bellingham is probably, if me and you literally were standing one on top of another, uh, we would still not be as tall and as big as Bellingham. That's how big and powerful he is. You're trying to tell me that a little slap in the face gets him flying like that? And they called it like 30 seconds, a minute later. It's like, oh, yeah, there was a slap at the beginning. He had lost possession already. Listen, listen. The Robinson would never let a youth player scoring them again. Okay. So <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. But I can, I can, I can, I can admit the slap was a bit, a bit childish for sure. And but a slap, a slap. They should have called, they call the foul on everybody else all the time. Whenever a Ramajan player slaps a player in the face on accident, they call it. So why, why, why would it be any different for the greatest midfielder uh, playing right now? You know, I'd like to give Kevin De Bruyne his flowers, but for, for right now, Bellingham is is up at the top. He's wearing the crown. Why would they not give him the foul? He deserves it. How about Vinny's uh, shoulder block goal? That might have been the greatest feat of athleticism I've ever watched. <laughs> I don't know if, if if you saw what he said afterwards. He says he says I do this all the time. This is like this is how that's and he's not, this is not the first time he scored a goal like this before. I remember two years ago he did he scored the exact same goal with his shoulder in a different game. So I think it was an int- intentional. I think he knew what he was doing, and the ball was in the back of the net. Well, we could talk about Carvajal scoring the last. No, I'll give you that. I'll give you the resources and all that. I think Carvajal has been probably your most underrated player for the past decade. And the fact that he's still there and leading and actually even turning it up when it's needed. I mean, I don't even know. I think he's even more fit than Lucas Vasquez. I don't even know who's older at this point between the two of them. And every time, every single time I, I tell myself we need a new right back. Every single time I tell myself we need to go get somebody young and fill up the position, he continues to do crazy things like this. He either is playing phenomenal defense or he's getting up on the attack, sending in crosses or, or you know, he scored, I think, four goals already this season, which is already beats any record he's ever had for goal scoring. And I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. A lot of the, a lot of Real Madrid players do this quite often is you think they're about to be done. They're 35. You don't know if they're going to if they're going to provide anything to the team anymore. And then the season continues and you're like, oh, we can't live without this guy because the rest of the players aren't doing their job. But this guy's deciding to turn it up at at a ripe age. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting because I still want to get a new right back. But it's like it's like, why would I do that right now? And, I, you know, we're playing comfortably. I mean, we gave away four goals to Atletico, which is, uh, you know, distasteful, but. It happens from time to time with, with these guys. I think Morata and, and Griezmann are having a, a too crazy of a season for their own good. Uh, sorry, man. We have to backtrack. We've done the same thing with Ibuka. Even though you've been on the spot more than probably anyone else at this point. <laughs> uh, there are some few new faces and new people on here or listening and so on. So since people thankfully haven't met you yet, you got to introduce yourself and remind them where you're from, where you're calling from. Favorite position. I think we have an idea of your favorite club and favorite player. <laughs> All right. So uh, my name's Ibo, short for Ibrahim. I'm uh, Albanian uh, from Macedonia. I live in Chicago right now, um, and uh, I've been I've been playing soccer my whole entire life. All I've, all my family members played soccer. Whenever I go back to Europe, that's all we really do. So uh, um, 
obviously I'd be involved myself. My favorite position is uh, is uh, center attacking mid. Um, and my favorite player of all time, without a doubt, is Mesut Ozil. And it will never change. So uh, that is, he inspired me to love that position. And the way that he played it was so incredible that I could never forget about him, even though he had a slight decline at one point. But, you know, it happens to everybody. So, yeah, that is, that's my, and my favorite team, as we all know, Hala Madrid. There's no better club in this universe. What was your first memory? Was it with Ozil? Was it before Ozil? Or was oh, it, it was it was before Ozil for sure. It was it was uh, actually Raúl was my first memory of 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 Real Madrid. I can't remember who who they were playing against, but I was probably I don't know seven or eight years old in my aunt's living room in Macedonia, and I was just watching the game because my cousin he was a he was a big Man United fan. But they would get La Liga games from time to time. So I'd watch with them and I'd see Ronaldo and I'd see Zidane and all these insane names. But my favorite my favorite player at the time was Raul, just for how consistent he was and, and how he just looked so comfortable in a Real Madrid shirt. And he wasn't too flashy, but he would score the some of the greatest goals and, and just provide so much for the team. So Th- those those were those were beautiful memories back then, and that's when I really started to uh, enjoy Real Madrid, uh, especially in that uh, uh, Galacticos era where they wouldn't win anything really. So uh, it was a it was a great time to start, I think, right before uh, Cristiano Ronaldo came over, and then the real fandom began. I see. So okay, so you go early on. So you used to play. You said this was your aunt's house back in Europe, back home. Yes. Were you already in Chicago or did you make the move later? Like, how were you able to practice or play football as easy as that back in the U.S.? So, so back in the U.S., when, so I, I was actually born in the U.S. I, I, uh, my fa- my mom and dad moved here, uh, in their 20s. So I'm first generation. I was born in the U.S., but every, every year we'd go back home for like three months yeah. at a time. Mm-hmm. So I would, that's, really all my memories when I was when I was younger especially since I mean I'm not I don't I'm not going out the house too much I barely know how to speak English my first language is Albanian so uh you know almost my early memories as a kid were were back home with my cousins and uh you know playing soccer outside trying to do bicycle kicks and and learning how to do the Maradona and all this stuff and that was those are those are beautiful times for, for me and yeah, I learned most of it from the people in, in, around me in Europe yeah, all the sense. so you yeah. have the the contrast of like you're back home and that's what you do and then you make it back to to Chicago wherever you were in the suburbs um and what play basketball I guess it's not as common <laughs> almost exactly that actually we had a basketball hoop and uh, who, whoever was in my cul-de-sac would with that whether I was friends with them or not they would randomly see the basketball hoop and come and start shooting there whether i knew them or not and so i would just end up going outside and playing with them uh and then uh around around like the second or third grade uh me my brother and my my younger cousin we signed up for uh, a little park district league where all three of us we were on the same team my cousin by the way is like two years younger than me so we're like eight years old he's six <laughs> and we're all scoring five goals each and winning games like 15-0, 16-0. So 
those, though, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, the, the competition wasn't too strong. Kids were just falling over over the ball. So it was pretty easy to just tap it in. But it, they were, it was a great start. And then middle school came around and, and uh, we ended up playing travel soccer. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was, that was when the love really began to grow. The fact that you make it only to Europe in the summertime, you never really get to catch like the Madrid games. That's what happened in Europe during the season because you're most likely still in the U.S., right? So I don't yes. think you even had the opportunity, had the chance to go see them, whether it's a summer friendly back in the U.S. or anything like that. I, I, the only game I vividly remember going to, the only game, and it wasn't even Real Madrid. So it, it's, it's very interesting. I've, I've, I've tried to catch like a MLS All Stars game versus Real Madrid, and. Uh, I've been to one, but I believe it was a Chelsea game uh, against MLS All-Stars a long time ago, a long time ago. And uh, I think Chelsea lost that game as well, <laughs> if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, my most vivid game memory of a game I've been to was Brazil versus USA. It was a friendly and Ronaldinho was playing in the friendly. And this is a long time ago. This is probably when I was like eight or nine years old. And it was at oh, Soldier Field. They're playing in Chicago. Oh, in, like in Chicago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think who was the goalie at the time? Was it what's his name? Dido? If you were eight, then we're talking yeah, mid two thousands, probably either Dida or Julio Cesar. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Dida. But and 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 uh, uh, I re I remember Ronaldo uh, Ronaldinho played, and they were playing in their like just yellow kits, nothing else, all classy, beautiful. It was one of the. It was I mean, I was in the 300 levels just looking down amazed because I'm like, I just watched the World Cup. I just I, I've seen so many of these players play already and on Barca and on on uh, uh, AC Milan and stuff. And I was like, this is this is amazing. But I've the sad part is because I go every summer, I, I there's no games to catch. I mean, the, the, the one time I wanted to actually go, the one time I went on vacation just to go catch games, COVID happened for Euro 2020 and we ended up having to cancel the whole trip and we had I mean we had Portugal versus I forgot who they were playing we had Croatia versus England we had France versus we had a France game too I was about to see everybody I wanted to see every single person I wanted to see I was gonna see and then COVID happens and just ruins the whole thing I don't get to see one game so uh, hopefully in the near future very near future we'll be able to catch a few of my uh, love teams, uh, um, but until then, we can uh, we can enjoy from the TV. Spe speaking of, so I wanted to go onto the wish list. You have quite a few ones between Madrid games, potential Champions League games, or the World Cup that's literally coming to you at that point. Uh, yeah, to rank them. What would be really your your wish list podium? Well, num number one. There's without a doubt is a Real Madrid game. It could be any Real Madrid game. I I, do, I don't care honestly. I don't care as long as it's a, at the Bernabal. As long as as uh, as uh, Bellingham and Vinny and Rodrigo and you know I can I can see Luka, Luka Modric on this in, in on the bench or playing. I don't care. That's that's the number one on the wish list without a doubt. Um, then after that we ha uh, I definitely would love to go. Uh, to to London and and catch an Arsenal game because that is my prem team. So uh, I want to go see my boys out over there. Um, a World Cup game for sure <clears throat> is next on the list. 
uh, that's for sure going to happen without a doubt. I, I'm making sure that that Which one happens, whether it's in Cincinnati, City or whether, whether it's in Cincinnati or, or uh, New York or Atlanta, wherever I, there is a game in Mexico City that I want to go to, actually, whoever plays. But that would be a good trip just regardless, I think. So we'll see. We'll see. Those are. Those are the top ones, though. Whenever I can get a, if I'm in Europe when Real Madrid are playing, I, I can book a ticket on the spot and just go. There's no problem. Of course, and who knows? Maybe Albania makes a World Cup. I mean, that goes with. And then, then we have something else there. <laughs> yeah. Who knows if if uh, if uh, if my trip this summer lines up with uh, when the Euros happen in Germany? Maybe uh, maybe I go catch a, a Real Madrid game. I mean, not Real Madrid, uh, Albania game. You mean the first group stage game, Italy Albania? <laughs> where we where we kick you guys' ass? That's what happens, bro. You guys fire. got that's friendly fire. That's like cousins were playing against each other. Exactly, exactly. It, it, that's more of a reason for you to come out to, to Germany too, and we go together. I mean, why not? I'll, I'll wear my jersey. You wear yours. You we we can sit next to each other if you want. Just don't fight me when we score a goal on you. One of those bangers, too, not just a regular goal. We'll make sure the Italians feel it. Get the ego on me. <laughs> hey, as a Roma fan, you guys you guys have a lot of ego, so I got to tone it down a little bit. You mean? We're having the time of our lives. We, we've been freed. Oh, my goodness. That, I still, I, I mean, you can give me a little bit more insight on it because yeah. I, I still can't, I still can't understand why they would kick out Jose when... He's brought so much good onto the team. I mean, I understand like the league, the league standings. You guys are, you know, pretty standard on most of the cases. You know, this <laughs> place right now, you guys haven't made it to the top four in a bit. But I feel like I feel like it was an impulsive move. Definitely. I mean, impulsive in the sense it definitely shocked shocked all of us. Like, I mean, our American owners were pretty fed up. Also because Mourinho is very smart. He's a communi- communication genius. The way he handles the media, the fans. He's, That's for sure. He was as loved in Rome, literally, this past weekend for the first game of De Rossi. We're talking about top two icons, idols in the history of the club. Uh-huh. And still, you would have the fans who would first boo the team and the ownership, everything about it, the whole club, uh, for the way they handled the Mourinho situation. And then give pity... Uh, chance and whatever praising De Rossi because it's still a massive deal. We all knew this day was eventually going to happen because De Rossi is into coaching. Uh, we we would have hoped that he would have gotten a bit more experience first and then work his way into Roma. It's just been yeah. set up to how could they say uh, compensate for Mourinho being sacked because they knew that emotionally at least if we had any other manager in the world, even Ancelotti, even Guardiola, they would have booed the shit out of them. Just yes, for sure. Which doesn't make sense uh, in a way, just because realistically, that's how emotionally attached they were to Mourinho. And I can understand that. You're right. He's brought so much to the club. Just basically, we're not making uh, European finals back-to-back probably, I don't even know, for our lifetimes probably. <laughs> but it's, he's great in tournament play, his defensive style, the way he can counter... If he has the right men, who soldiers who follow his ideas, spot on. That's why I'm surprised that he hasn't taken, I don't know, a Brazil or Portugal job, like a national team. 
because he can be deadly in that tournament setting, which was our strength in the two years, three years with him. But in terms of the league, in terms of developing something and style of play, he's a great he's great in terms of motivation. But in terms of play, style of play, we've seen more vertical passes in the first half of this past game this weekend than we've seen in three years. I mean, there's no there's no comparison. And it's the same guys. Now, footballers are weird. They like to play and be motivated only when they like to be so. Like, they choose. They make their call. But it doesn't make sense that suddenly we remember how to play football after three years. <laughs> that that's that's true. I I I do will give it. I will give you that. The 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 Jose Mourinho style is a bit a bit. Uh, how should we say? I don't want to say boring because you know wins still occur. Yeah, but... More individual. It's not exactly about the team cohesion. It's about defending, being solid, very solid, not conceding much, which is definitely true and definitely necessary at some points. Uh, but then relying on your individual greats. When he was at Chelsea for his second spell, he had prime hazard. When he was at Madrid before, he had, I don't even know how many talented guys. Mm-hmm. Before then, whether it was the Porto team filled with young talent, whether it was the Chelsea team that was so good defensively and still so good in front because he picked up Lampard, Drogba. Drogba, yeah. And same thing he with was- Nature when he won the treble. He had... Ito on one wing, Milito off top, and Snyder, who was playing in the form of his life, was like Ballon d'Or worthy. Some would say, like, that's, that, that, that's that's true. I think hard. I think he to succeed, like to fully succeed for Mourinho, he needs a combination of a few things. Yeah. And when he doesn't have them, he just relies on defense uh, to save his ass, which is which makes sense. Which makes yeah. sense because if. If you you're not gonna go out out of the limb and try to play like Deserby or out of nowhere with yeah. young talent that nobody knows about, that's that that's for sure. So so I I, I get that in a sense, and I understand why why people would would want him to leave when uh, when the results aren't coming up. His contract was up in the summer. It's like we were probably not going to renew him. So my point is, if we had to change him and had to change him this summer, I understand maybe why. It's abrupt. It's a strict, tough decision to change him now. But the ambitions are super low now. If De Rossi finishes ninth, it's literally where we were. If we finish yeah. in Europe or, say, by any miracle in the Champions League, he can only get all the credit for this and start building something. So, like, the, the pressure is ironically a little less for how crazy it is to say uh, because we're, such at the, we're at such a low point right now that we can only improve from here because we're not yeah. relegated. We're not that bad. And mid-table yeah. is anything, whether you're 14th or 8th. And um, if we make it to Europe or Champions League, it's only gold from there. For me, it's just a, the historical factor. It's like yeah. I, I love I love Jose just for the things he's done for Real Madrid and, and what he's won on other teams. So it's like, oh, this this is like a big blow, I feel like. And I, I think the Roma fans were, were doing the same. I mean, I saw videos of them chanting – uh, Jose, uh, Jose Marino's name for like four or five minutes yeah. in the beginning of the game with all these boards saying something about let he's a legend at the club and he's immortal this that so I was like damn like, but you guys are a little bit more of an extreme type of club <laughs> we're so bipolar just watch until whatever his next club is going to be 
or I hope a national team. Because if he has, uh, that, that would be that would be a good move. If if he took Ancelotti said he's not going to Brazil anymore. If he took uh, the Brazil job, that would be probably the best move. You see Brazil nowadays. It's 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 hard to say that they're going to win anything. Even even for how good they are, they're amazing. The, yeah, like yeah. the talent that they have on their team is yeah. is unrivaled. I think they might have the most talented team out of all national teams, uh, like on paper. But when you look at them play, they get disjointed. Players want to play one v one all the time. There is no, there is no uh, fantastical. There might be some fantastical goals from time to time, but it's not a cohesive play altogether. And uh, they end up losing tragically at some point, uh, depending on who they're playing. So it's, uh, it's. It, I think, I think that type of move would be would be perfect for him. Isn't that uh, the sure. problem of being led by Vinny, Hendrik, and Rodrigo? See, the problem, the problem is when you don't have anybody to supply Vinny ah, and Rodrigo. You. <laughs> you see what I, you, you see what I say? I mean, you you n- name me the best Brazilian midfielder that you can that you can name. Yeah, you're right. It's not. I mean, Paqueta's still starting that much for them. I mean, Paqueta can't even do things at West Ham, That's and you're gonna have him come and come and do things at Brazil. It's not. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So I don't know. We'll we'll see about that. This I I love I love Vinny. I love Rodrigo. I think I think they're the the, the two best duos up top. I, I I don't know too many duos that are better than them up top at, at Real Madrid especially. But when it when it comes to Brazil, there's a, a curse of some sort. You can't right. you can't go back to Ronaldinho and Ronaldo and all those players that that provided such good memories for Brazil. You you can't. It's impossible to get that to get that uh generation again so we'll see i don't know but i think jose could help start something that's for sure cool nice i think we covered everything definitely wanted to cover more of these things and chat with you and see what's your wish list and see yeah how can this happen in the next few years or so between madrid games the world cup in the u.s that's all promising stuff man the the only thing i'm gonna say is uh just uh keep watching the champions league all right and wa- watch what Real Madrid does in these next few rounds. You're gonna see. You're gonna see some phenomenal football, and we might see ourselves another trophy at the end of the season. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you might win the league. Oh, we'll see about that, Girona. I don't know. This might. I. I honestly am rooting for Girona to win. I want. I want to see if Girona will win La Liga because that would be a story. Uh, we'll see how long they last, and it's tough against you guys and the referee. But cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, hope to see you soon, man. This will be fun. Yeah. Thank you again for having me on, Roberto. I'll be back. Hello, Madrid. Hello, Madrid. Hello, Madrid.